this episode of The Real Roundtable, we look at Soldier, the 1998 Kurt Russell movie. Brody and Chris, well, they wanted an action movie, so we delivered. Let's see if it holds up. This is The Real Roundtable. Chris, roll the tape. The Real Roundtable. I could turn you into shredded meat in about uh, three seconds with this baby if I wanted to. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. I don't kill men without good reason. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Welcome to another episode of The Real Roundtable. Very excited to be here tonight. This is our actual first movie that was actually suggested by one of you listeners. My friend Scott Douglas had asked that we do Soldier. He'd been listening to our first few podcasts, and he asked that we do Soldier. And after the last few movies, I talked to Brody and Chris, and Chris especially. Chris was ready for an action movie. And so we're very pumped to be able to talk about tonight. So let me go ahead and introduce the other host. We have Chris. Good evening. And we have Brody. Hello. One interesting fact about this is neither of them had seen this movie. Did y'all even know about this movie before? Nope. Nope. Never even heard about this movie. I think it's pretty awesome. I know my buddy Scott, he loves this movie. He said it was really, really interesting. It was good. And so it's going to be really neat because this is the first time that we were coming into a movie that I did not recommend or uh, push at all. And so I'm kind of curious to see what everybody else thought about it. I know I have my feelings about it. I had seen this movie when it came out. I remember seeing this movie as it came out. And I've watched it at least about three or four times over since it's came out. Like, Did you watch old. it in theaters? or? Oh, yeah. I saw this in theater. Yeah. There was a, well, I was a big Kurt Russell fan. And so anything Kurt Russell's in, I pretty much wanted to watch. Around this time, I think there was Backdraft came out around this time. I like Backdraft. He was in one terrible movie at this time. Talking about Kurt Russell, Escape from L.A. I thought that movie was terrible. I loved Escape from New York. I did not like Escape from L.A., so it was worth seeing. It, it looked the, the premise behind it seemed pretty, really, really cool. And one of the things that, that I'm just going to throw out there, really, just to start before we can jump too much into it, is some people said that this movie was like a movie called No Escape. No Escape came in '94. No Escape, I think, is very it's a little bit similar to that in certain ways. As we talk about, we might talk a little bit about that, but they do have similarities between them. So, really quickly, let me just give a synopsis. I guess I'll be the one that gives a synopsis. I'm the only one that had seen this before, so I'll just kind of explain it. This exists in the same universe as Blade Runner, and so it, it's in a, it's the same. I guess writer that wrote that wrote this and said that in the same universe they don't deal with anything. This but they don't intersect. Yeah, they don't intersect or anything like that. But they're in the same that universe. I guess it takes place. It would take place around now, right? Like, Twenty thirty six. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, it's it's somewhere around that. And uh, and so basically they've come up with a solution of creating super soldiers. And so the way they do them is they take them at birth. We'll talk a little bit more about what exactly they do, but they, they take them at birth and put them in a training program, 
Kurt Russell's character, they show him going from a baby all the way up to 40 years old. And so... Yeah, they want to create a super soldier. Yeah, the, the super soldiers they're going to create. So they show him as a baby. They show him training. They go through that. The first section of the movie is just them training, how hard training is. Then they show him in combat. Combat's maybe slowly a montage. They just show how tough they are. Well... They go through a, a dehumanization process. Yeah, all those things of. basically is just to train them to, to be soldiers. They don't. They, they have two emotions. It's what? Fear and discipline. And so that's pretty much all they, they deal with. So they get to the point where they, they have a new colonel comes in. He has a new super soldier that's better. And so it's now it's time to get rid of these old super soldiers. They're all 40 anyway. They're around 40. They're going to kick them all out. And they're going to bring in the super new super soldiers. Well, they put them to the test. And the new super soldiers are tougher and they are stronger. And so they end up, Kurt Russell's character, Todd, gets knocked out. They think he's dead. They ship him off to a planet just to dispose of the body. And so that's the first part is all that. The second part is him. The planet's like a junk planet. It's like a junk a planet, planet, but they have air so they can breathe. Yeah. But it's just this huge planet. He goes on there. He ends up meeting some of the people that have been there who are not colonized, but they've been dropped on that planet on accident. They're sort of like refugees or something. Yeah, yeah. and they're just trying to see if they can get out. But they've also made a lot for themselves. They've been there over 10 years. And so they have kids. And so they have school. They've come up with these different things. And there's probably, I don't know, around a couple of hundred people it's not a ton but there's a couple hundred and so todd has never been around civilians in a friendly manner or anything like that so he's trying to acclimate to this different environment and so that's part of it is can this soldier who's been thrown out who's never dealt with humans can he acclimate to them become friends with them and so it deals with a lot of that and then the third part is actually he ends up the soldiers that had replaced him come to do some training exercise and they're told to kill all the people on the planet and so they go after him and so now He's got to use his skills against the new soldiers to see if he survives. So that's the basic premise behind the whole thing. We'll probably give away some of the spoilers as we get to the end, especially some of the battles and the fights. But we just want to let you have a heads up because I think most people have not seen this movie. By the end of it, we'll tell you what we think, whether we feel like you should see it. I did want to start with just this. Did you guys watch previews for this at all before you watch this? I know that sometimes you guys do that. No, I did not. Negative. So you nope. knew nothing, absolute zero about this. Okay. Well, let's just talk about, I, I want to talk about Kurt Russell for just a second. The director, I did not know, it's Paul Anderson. I should know stuff. I know he's done a ton of stuff, but I don't even have that any of that stuff written down. So does anybody know anything he's done? I know he's done a ton of things. Event Horizon, he's really known for. I think he, he did the uh, Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, that's what he got. That, that was right. Mortal Kombat's what brought him to prominence. I think that's why he got this. Alien versus Predator, Death Race. Yes, he, he you can kind of understand his style when you know all those movies, really. And I, I've seen most of those movies, and I don't think any of those are great, great movies. But there is entertainment in that, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? There's kind of like some entertainment in them. Some yeah, but he does very them. violent. Yes, movies. yeah. There's a lot of action, a lot of uh, broken bones, especially Mortal Kombat. I guess is the first one, so a lot of that. Well, so Yeah, he did apparently something shopping i've never seen it but that was his big break and it was described as ultraviolet violent i've never really heard about that yeah a lot of people mentioned soldier as being a departure or maybe a shifting point for anderson because his his style after this was really the latter part of this film Mm. and all of the human parts of the film are not really in his later works. Really? You know? Okay. And so 
the human aspect of it, the story, the drama of the story is not really in a lot of his other films. And some people say it's really because of how this film went down that he ultimately decided to shift away and not, not risk that kind of problem again. You think, I don't know. Shopping was 94 and it was banned in a lot of England. Was it just because of violence? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, he, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I, I just find that odd because if you look at this film, if you look at Soldier and him totally jumping away from it, I mean, the character, the human aspect is really, really interesting in it to me. I mean, you've got that human aspect and how does, you know, and I guess we'll talk about that as we get into it, but that just surprises me that he goes and does all the Resident Evil where he just kills people like crazy and, and right. takes away that. Well, I'm saying he may have pulled the wrong information out of the bomb that this film was. Right. And he may have taken away the wrong lesson from it. Hmm. I think you're right. I think that the weird thing is Event Horizon, everybody talks about that movie. Everybody, mm-hmm. A lot of people love that movie. I did not like Event Horizon. I like Soldier way better than I like Event Horizon. I thought I, I was so disappointed because Event Horizon's got an all-star cast in it. I mean, it's just really neat what it does. And then the way it went, I was like, okay, that's not how I thought it would go. And that we'll probably will not review that movie. But I didn't like it. So I, just, I, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't say, but. Well, off air, we'll talk a little bit more about what it is. Not that it's bad or anything, but just it would take up a lot more time. But yeah, it's just, it's weird that he released both these films. And the reason he did that was he had time to do it because Kurt Russell, to get prepared for this movie, he took 18 months to do it. This Until this movie, Kurt Russell was making money, he was doing really good. But this was payday movie. This is the movie he got paid a ton. He got paid $20 million to make this movie. Uh, I don't know what. I did not is, know that. That's that's a significant portion of the budget. A third. Yeah, I, I've that's seen huge. different figures. It's between sixty and seventy-five million. It depends on how much who's reporting. No, no, the total budget. The budget. The I didn't realize. Budget. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that it was that much. That's insane. Yes, this is this is one the of film the, didn't even gross enough to cover Kurt Russell's. Yes. No salary. <laughs> no or payment. So, but going by, by millions, like they yeah. short six million dollars of oh, being able to. They were, Break even on just, just, Kurt Russell. just him. <laughs> Which to me, the funny thing was he he took eighteen months to get prepared for this role. And if you see the movie, he is he's cut. I mean, he he, he really is. looks like a soldier. He looks like he's they do a good job because he looks like he's been in combat for years and and he's tough and he's strong. I, honestly, his performance I think is one of the best performances. I think it's just terrific. How he, he also ended up with a bunch of injuries. He did get injured, and it's funny because the the rumor was that he did this or that when he got injured, and you know, but it turned out what he tripped over a. Nothing. I don't know what it was like. Yeah, he tried it was just a, like a, a general running. So here's a guy that spent 18 months getting ready for this movie. And then he gets hurt falling over some, I don't know. And they had to delay filming for him to heal. Yes. Yeah, and they had to film it in a weird, they had to film yeah. it in a sequence where, you know, all his laying down was first and then where he was sitting down. And then finally, before he could do the action scenes, because he, and they were like, you spent 18 months getting prepared <laughs> for this and a freak little crazy accident derails him and, and messes up. So, no, I mean, first off, just let's jump into Kurt Russell's. I mean, I don't think I don't see how you could say this is a bad role for Kurt Russell. I mean, honestly, I think because as I was thinking about this, I couldn't see hardly anybody else performing this role. And then back then in the eighties and nineties, you had Schwarzenegger, you had Stallone, you had Van Damme, you had Seagal, all those guys. And I try to think of any of them pulling this this character off, and I thought all of them would be terrible. I thought Kurt Russell would be the best of those five. So he definitely did what was asked of him too. Oh yeah. You know, he, he played the role that he was asked to play and he did it really well. He had very few lines. 
And so most of his acting had to be emotive. Right. It had to be it's through his, his eyes. Yeah, his eyes. is Because he, he hardly had any facial expression. Yeah. And so body language and eyes played almost the entire movie. And so that's a tough ask. Well, and it's it's not if those eyes also were always puzzled. Like, why do they do this? Or what does this look like? Or And, and I thought, man, that's a tough role. To, yeah, that's because, yeah, getting physical shape. Yes, he has to do that. But he also has to carry a movie. And the only other movie I can think of somebody carrying it so much with their eyes was uh, that Dunkirk movie. His name is Thomas Hardy, who is a pilot. And so all his scenes, because he's wearing a mask, are his eyes. And he does a great job in that. And I felt like Kurt Russell right here does a terrific job with his eyes on everything, how he looks at things. Because you just about know what he's thinking. Yeah, you're like putting yourself in his head when it's happening. Yes, yeah. You're just like, okay, yeah, this is what he would be thinking. This is how he'd think. And so, anyway, I think Kurt Russell does a great job. I don't know if anybody else could have played that. Other people I think that are literally in it. anybody else could have played that. Uh, as long as they worked out. No, you think of the eyes? No, I don't think that's true I mean, at all. I'm not saying he's the only one that could have done it, but... No, it, I don't know. To, to, I think with the eyes, and I think Schwarzenegger would have been too strong. I think it would have been unbelievable. He would have been. No, yeah. I'm not even saying it has to be a mainstream actor. I just think somebody who works out and doesn't mind standing stoic. Uh, stoic is an easy play, but I do think that there was something beyond stoicism that he brought to the table. That's my opinion, but they release so many movies. Look at all the Bruce Willis movies that come out every year. It's about eighty year, and he's got it filled with stoic guys. There's right. a ton of stoic guys, and they're not believable as much as Kurt Russell is in this. So I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying there's not other people that could pull it off. I'm just saying I think Kurt Russell is probably one of the few action stars of that day that would have pulled that off and been that well. So I mean, do you think of other people? Like I don't even think Bruce. I Willis met a guy at Walmart. Off. I thought could do that part. <laughs> Where you wonder where this review is going? <laughs> oh, I know where. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, he was still a lot. I'll give him props. It's hard for me to be still. I have ADD. He must not. But it was a lot of just staring. It wasn't, there wasn't facial expressions, and there was only so much that you can get with eyes. It was just, he just had to be in the film. It, it did get a little dull. You know, it does it does sort of drag. Well, and I was going to ask, what, what's the parts? I think there's three parts of this movie. I think you got the first part where they're going through the training, and it just shows how tough he is. And so I mean, we might jump right straight into that. I think that I think it's very interesting. I think this movie is it takes a look at what do soldiers, what would it cost to have that kind of soldier? And I couldn't figure out the very front. Is it clones or were they actually taken from their mothers? I, I think they were birthed. You think they were birthed? So I didn't know if they were cloned. I don't know if they're they taken. Were, they don't really clarify that part. They just show them sort of picking them out in the nursery. Yeah. Well, there were some that was obviously not genetically related. Right. You know, you had redhead, brown head. I mean, there's, Yeah. I think they, okay. maybe it was. Yeah, because there are different races. Abandoned babies, so. you know, maybe. Okay, maybe that's That it. kind of thing. I didn't really fully understand the, the how they picked them because it seemed like the ones that cried, that's the ones that they got. got. So am I wrong on that or is it? I don't know if that's accurate or not. I couldn't figure out. No, how I think they, they were all together and they were, they were just showing the nursery of uh, the babies they got. Okay. And they focused on yeah, one of them crying. I don't know. I don't know if that helped if they'd explain that more or not. I don't think that was the, because it really is just showing Todd growing up and everything. It's pretty violent as it shows them growing up. One of the kids gets behind when they're doing one of their field exercises, they're running all the kids that are way up from front. And this one gets way behind and, uh, and they just shoot him. 
I mean, they, they don't show him being shot. Right. It's definitely implied. Yeah, it's very much that that kid did not make the cut, and he's dead. And so, yeah, so very, very violent when in that, and and it's looking at this. What is it worth to to train the soldiers? And so I don't know. I don't, as we were thinking about, it, I was like, this is going to take us up into some more different conversation that normally we talk about on these films. And usually we're like, oh, did this make you happy or did this make you sad? You know, and this is wow. This is a way. Is this would it be worth it to have soldiers like this if they lost all humanity? I don't think you should do that. I just I, right. I was, as I was watching, I was like, man, this really does take a to look. At it was it very was clear they didn't ask any ethical questions. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they did not. And. And so they show the kids, uh, the kids are all made to sit in there, watch, uh, I don't know. It was like dogs kill a pig or something like that. It was yeah. just some violent stuff. And you don't see that, but they they make sure they see it. the main character, Todd. I don't know what causes a fight. I don't remember what caused it, but he just beats a yeah classmate senseless. No, I think they were pitted against each other. Was that what it was? And yeah, it, it seemed they like may it was have training been. or something. They were pitted because, I mean, he just beats that kid. And then when the kid is unconscious, he just goes and sits at his desk. Yeah, he goes back yeah, to work, do what everybody does. It's yeah. like, okay, the mission's done. Here we go. And so it's a very, it's it's really kind of interesting that that first part is they they train these guys, and then they show them. And this is a problem I have with the movie is the montage. They don't really show them doing combat. I, that movie, this movie is only an hour and thirty nine minutes long. I would have liked seeing them do one mission together and just see how quick they are to do these different things. Does that make sense? And just as a, as a that's, that was the part for me was when they brought in the, the new recruits, the yeah. new soldiers, it really didn't make sense to me that they just like Colonel Meekum just made this decision. You're going to replace all of the other soldiers based on one single battle in a gym. Like it just seemed <laughs> you spent all of this time and money and energy and you're, you're just like winging it. When it comes to, I agree. You brought up the part that one of the biggest problems I had with it. So the new soldiers are these genetically superior soldiers that were supposed to have been raised the same way that Kurt Russell's character was, but improved. So they say that it's genetics and what we can do with the mind and technologies improved. So these are, but there's not 20 years difference in these soldiers. <laughs> For one thing. So do they wait five years and just start with another batch of kids to make them better? And then. Yeah, that would, that would I, probably be maybe something like 15 years later, 10 years later, they went. This They is, could this have been working section. on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then why do you just not care about the soldiers that are still functioning and still waging wars, well, even though they're in between wars? And, and constantly successful. Right. Oh, your soldiers are obsolete. So we're just going to put them in the trash bin. Oh, I mean, I would still front line them you know the colonel has a very irrational emotional response to the old soldiers that's part of the film he just hates them yes because they're he considers them ancient well this is a stepping stone for him right i mean he wants to be a general they don't say that but this he this is going to get his name in the record books he knows how to make the better soldiers and but he also starts off by just throwing any kind of rules and regulations out the window he's like ah we'll just just say it was a training exercise and put them in the you know, disposal. Oh, and also it's like, it's like we're going to you. Can't you incinerate a body? Why do you have to carry it to another planet? I don't understand. Okay, we're jumping through a lot of things, but yes, that's <laughs> another problem. Look, one of the things happens, they bring in these new super soldiers. They're, they're all, I don't know, six foot four built like tanks. Every single one of them, they do pit them against the old soldiers who've been fighting battles after battles after battles. So, so all this is about, so I would suggest two things. Number one, Meacham is that guy that we all know. 
Is it Meacham? I said Meekum. Oh, is it Meekum? I can't Meekham. remember. M-E-K-U-M. So however you say that. But it's Jason Isaacs, who's always a bad guy and always wonderful, wonderful. Like, he's one of the best characters in this movie. Like, he's terrible, but he's one of the best characters. No. You don't think he's a... No. I'm not saying... He's super one-dimensional. Oh, I think he's great. I don't. I, I like him because they make sure you hate him with everything about it because he's wrong and he won't listen to anybody. I think he's like this when it comes to these soldiers. You ever met those guys that uh, that you're telling about something and they're like, oh, no, no, I got something better. The one-uppers, like the complete one-uppers. I think that's the, how this guy is. He just, I know better because I've got this and, and, oh, yeah, I've done it. And everybody's known these kind of people. The captain, the two lieutenants, they can't say anything because this is a colonel, so they're kind of shut down. Even when they do say something, he shuts them down. He shuts them down, makes fun of them, whatever it is. And so they just, there's nothing they can do. And of course, all the soldiers, they're all sergeants or less. So they're not going to speak over a colonel, whatever he says. They're not going to go over their lieutenants. They follow orders. That's what they're trained to do. So that's what I would say. I think, yes, it's a crazy plot, but I see what they're trying to do is make him just look at these guys like they're obsolete. And that's just part of the movie is to get them to get tied to this other planet. And look at it. The other thing I thought was very interesting that they do, and I think this is a mistake on Anderson's part, is in all the battle scenes that they show in that montage, not one of those things shows them doing anything besides shooting or using strength. So it doesn't show that they have the ability to think outside the box. Versatility, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, so I think that's just a mistake because we don't even see that. That should have been some kind of foreshadowing that while well, they can think outside the box because, I mean – I think he shoots a civilian to get to the person behind him. Right. Us. Uncaring. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of a flashback to the training too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because in the training, they're given that series of opposition yes. or soldiers in their training that they shoot these targets. They're like the bad guys and interspersed with them are civilians or innocents. And at one point they have the innocent stop and the bad guy hiding behind him. And he just shoots through both of them. Which is exactly what happens. Yeah, in, that's what happens. So they, they have that training. But why not show at least them being able to think outside the box on anything during that montage ever? You know, because the captain, which is always crazy, Gary Busey, Busey. Church. Yeah. Church says, man, they've got years of experience and they've done all these things. And they just, of course, discount that. And I'm like, yeah, but everything we saw was what? Just battling straight. So I don't want to jump into that too much, but that's insane. The other thing I found a little bit crazy in that one scene when they have them all standing up against each other. It's here's all the new troops. There's 20 of them. Here's all the old troops. There's 20 of them. How is there still 20 of the old troops? Because we've seen a few of them get killed here and there. <laughs> or they just keep putting the units together. Like, did that not seem a little weird to you as well? Like, I felt like there should be. Also, zero of 11. them got killed. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, stray no. bullet. Caught no, no, one. no. I think they showed a couple of them get killed. Right. right. And I think when you're watching. Oh, in the, the montage. Yeah. In the montage, there's a couple of them get killed. And you're like, <laughs> well, how are you still at 20? You know, I don't. Uh, I found that insane. Like, I, if they would have at least said, "Okay, we put a couple of groups together as they get destroyed," but they don't do any of that. <laughs> it's, it's like you saying that they put the kid in danger in the the episode of uh, Cloak and Dagger. Oh yeah, it's like I think there's bigger problems there than are. the uh, number of soldiers in this movie. Yes, that I'm not disagreeing with. There's that, problems with this movie. That's a that's a glaring one. I had problems with the overall movie, like every bit of it this was struggling this had potential i was watching the training at the beginning i was like well this might be i've never heard of this movie but this might be pretty good and then they stopped the training and went to garbage (laughs) one competition in a closed environment on chains hanging from the ceiling yeah and 
fine. Just trash the old soldiers. These new ones are obviously better, except for the one-eyed guy, because he's got no depth perception now. So he's like, oh, well, he's garbage. Put him in the front to take the first bullet is basically what he says about that one. And they take the weapons from the old ones. They're not soldiers anymore. They don't, they're even told, you don't have to salute anymore. Yes. You're not a soldier. Decommissioned. Yeah. What is that? And now I only saw maybe half a dozen of them than the rest of the movie when they're setting up. Yeah, like the Something. final. Well, you yeah. see them all lined up at one point when she's yelling at the the one. I don't know what his name is, but she's was it Riley? Was that who that, she's yelling? That, at? that was when they said yeah. you don't have to salute anymore. Yeah, because he's like second in command of the old soldiers. But there's a bunch of them lined up from there. But yeah, I, we don't know exactly where they're at. Two of them got killed with uh, beside Kurt Russell at the front. Yeah, look, there's. I mean, we can jump in straight on to the mistakes in this movie. Okay. <sighs> God, it, it, yeah, I'll let roll you go with ahead. it. Roll with the mistakes. Yeah, I'll let you go first, Brody. Okay. Well, the the trash planet that they end <laughs> up on, for one thing, they have all this technology to breed super soldiers, as it were, or raise super soldiers. And then they outdate them, obsolete, decommission, whatever, and they put three of them in the spaceship to the garbage planet to be dumped with the trash. They've got all this technology. They can't tell Kurt Russell's not dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that was my first issue. I was like, I don't understand this. So there's a fight that determines the future of how we use our soldiers yeah. and which soldiers we use. One fist fight. On one chains. fist fight hanging from chains from the ceiling after running 15 miles. And that's it. Trash the rest of them. Put them on this thing. Don't check a pulse. And then they dump him on a planet that reminded me of the kids' movie Wally. It's just piles of piles of trash. Yeah, if you imagine it, that's pretty similar. It's yeah, they just instead of us having landfills, they fill these huge spaceships, travel across the universe to a planet and hover above the planet and dump the trash out. Yes, yeah, so it's like look, it look. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. I, I, I was sitting there even just calculating because I was trying to calculate what's the, how much time was there between when he got hurt and then got over there because and we can know a little bit of that because there's a time where the colonel says, "Hey, we're going to go to that planet," and it's about twenty something days before he gets over there, thirty days. So that means Kurt Russell just basically knocked out for thirty days and because uh, he wakes up like right before he's getting dumped. Yeah, yeah that's that's when he wakes. <laughs> so up. so he laid unconscious for. Tw- 30 days and we're just with guessing. no water, we no idea, but it's yeah. over 10, no food, no water. I mean, yeah, he's in great shape. I'm assuming a pulse cause he's yeah, alive. He's alive. Yeah. He's not emaciated. <laughs> yeah. And he falls from a huge, huge distance. Yes. And no scratches. Also, he's falling with large scrap metal. Yeah. Lots of metal. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't cushy garbage bags, <laughs> but then he lands <laughs> on this garbage planet. Yes. And rolls and rolls and, and rolls, rolls forever. And then starts walking around and, he gets knocked over by the wind. <laughs> okay. And now these are, to be fair, I think to be fair, they are like epic sandstorms compared to earth winds. I don't, I'd call they carry micro, people away, you know, microbursts. I mean, yeah. cause they're not even a storm. It's just yeah, yeah. suddenly a, an a intense good. gust of wind and then it's gone. Yeah. But it knocks him down and he rolls down a garbage mountain, I guess. 
where kids find him. Okay. Can we talk about the planet for just a second since we're talking about this? Is the whole planet just filled with garbage or could the survivors that are on that planet just kept going a little bit further and further <laughs> and there been a place that's not? Because they can breathe perfect oxygen there. No, they show. They breathe. Is it the whole planet? They show those freighters, for lack of a better term, full of trash. I think they come every 20 or 30 days. They it says said, that. And dump garbage. So, But it shows several of those ships span as far as you can see at one shot. Yeah, but I mean, it. I think that the idea portrayed is that it's, it's all the whole garbage. planet. The whole, yeah. Okay. I think that's a little, that's a good stretch that you covered an entire planet. But yeah. I think that is more believable than the super soldier fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how about the portrayal of the planet? How do you guys feel like? There's two things I saw. Not the, the graphics, but I was going to say. The visuals? Yeah, the visuals. the visuals are great. Yeah. I think the issue is the, like, they've been there for 12 years and their houses look better than anybody i know like oh those, yeah i mean that looked like resorts that they were staying at <laughs> their ballrooms yeah they, i mean just gorgeous and everything they don't know how to keep snakes out but by gosh <laughs> they've got electricity and everything else i mean so yeah. it's just it's insane what they've created i was like did y'all create the steps that you had around or are the snakes the only animals on that planet I don't know. They don't. Yeah. The, see, that's another thing. With the planet. <laughs> we just got else. the green snakes and then we got a little garden. What do the snakes eat? <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. And also, if you're going to create all these things, couldn't those dumpsters dump into your place as well? So it seems like everything when you would want to have is inside. Yeah. they. It's like the freighters yeah. are cautious to avoid your house. Yeah. How do they? But they don't know anybody's down there. They can't right. see. You can start fires. They don't pay attention. So maybe they're remote controlled. But either so. way, because the colonel says that they're going down to do patrol, and it's supposed to be abandoned. It's yeah. supposed to have no life on it. This is a problem. So it'll be a trial run. And they go, but what if we do run into people? Well, we'll just kill them. We'll just classify them as <laughs> That's hostiles what they say. because they're not supposed to be there. I, I don't understand. <laughs> and look, you can't. You guys can't see. I'm just as frustrated as these guys watching this. I did not. I did not pick this. And I love you, Scott, but I did not pick this. <laughs> but I get frustrated with some of the things that are on this. Because I keep thinking, if I'm a colonel, why would I choose Trash Planet to do exercises on? Why would I not choose places with cities? What exercise I, are you doing? Yeah, I, I think understand. it was to see how they work together in unknown terrain was the was the thing. And well, I, even then, they sent three okay. men off by themselves. You three go. You ever heard of Arizona? Yeah. Or they, are kamikazes Chernobyl <laughs> they've got a ton of stuff there's so many things they could do and they send them to this planet <laughs> Siberia of, I of mean trash yes of trash the trash planet I mean yes it's it's so there's yeah I don't okay so there's a lot of, oh look there's one cool thing okay I don't know did y'all see when they're oh, showing man, I want to see I want to see what he's talking about yeah there's okay <laughs> do you remember right at the very front when they're kind of showing because they finally show Kurt Russell's picture and they show the the stats and all the places yeah. he's been. Did you notice that he like he's an RPG character because we talked about RPGs at Cloak and Dagger, and so he had a strength, he had a charisma. Charisma was like zero zero one four. No, like, I did not. He had, see that. He had no charisma. His intelligence was pretty good. His intelligence was like the second lowest. 
But then you went to wisdom and it was like 4,000 and his strength was like 6,000. And so I was looking at the kills. I had them confirmed. Oh, yeah. Confirmed. It was like hundreds every time he went anywhere. Well, also, if you notice their battle techniques, it seemed to be walk straight down and shoot. Like there was no hiding behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Their lack of cover. Yeah. But somehow they kill 300 people a piece (laughs) every every battle battle they go to. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fighting like crazy. (laughs) And there was a lot of battles on that stat sheet and there was only. Like six tattooed on him. I wanted to know. Like supposedly, one of, those, one of them was one of those it? battles was mentioned in Event Horizon. I was it, and that there is a small connection there. Okay, well, I don't remember the name of the battle. Well, one of them says something about Pliskin, and so that's that's like Pliskin from uh, Escape from New York, yeah. and so they they did have a connection to that. He had a couple of connections here and there, but yeah, there's. I thought that was interesting that they had the the stats. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, okay. So now we're at the planet. Um, these people that are living there, they're survivors. They, they make sure you understand that they are, an, they're not anti-military. They don't understand military. Like I guess none of them had ever been in the military, had any military background at all. Right. I mean, none of them. They're very anything. passive. Yeah. But they carry guns and they're willing yeah. to defend themselves. So there's no, I don't think it's anti, they're not anti-guns. They're not anti-defense. Yeah. They're not pacifist. But in that world, I think they don't, Soldiers are so different than them. And so they I don't think that they really live a life that they're pro anything either, though. I mean, they don't have much. There's not many of them. I, well, they're I, just kind of surviving. But, well, they act like life. they're surviving. Like hippies. But they don't look like they really want for anything. No, they look like they're, they've got, they look like hobbits. It looks like they visited Hobbit Town. <laughs> yeah. And they're so happy of having a, oh, it's a party time. We had yeah. this happen. Let's go have a party. Meanwhile, there's a part where they're walking past one of the wind turrets or something, and there's this graveyard. Do you remember that? There's yeah. Cro- I'm like. They show the graveyard, by the way. It's one of the big sets that was the the sort of rib cage fuselage thing. Yeah. That's where the graveyard is. And that set is featured throughout the movie just constantly. Who died and is there? Did they ever explain that? No, they didn't. Is that just the people that were there and they they won by one? Because it's victims of the wind, I think. I think that sort of explains the planet has taken those people. Because remember, the commission almost died. I get that. Yeah, the commission, the, uh, Michael uh, Chickless. And so, who was also the thing, uh, really good actor and everything. And he's kind of a little bit fun and saying he plays Jimmy uh-huh. Pig in this and the shield. And so he plays Jimmy the pig. And so he, he <laughs> nearly gets taken in. They, they, Todd saves him. But I'm just sitting there thinking of that graveyard. I mean, they had probably 400 people in that graveyard. Like it was just insane. I was like, y'all, y'all don't know how to get past these turrets. I mean, yeah. so, so I don't know. I found that was odd. If you're, you barely crashed and you had that many. So it just seemed like that was overdone on, on graves, especially for you. Maybe it's people that are out anything. there getting scrap and they just get dumped on. <laughs> yeah, the garbage landed yeah, on them. They're at the top of the heap, and well, there's no way. You know when that thing's coming. Yeah, that's true. It is so loud. It lumbers in there. Oh, yeah, is. but I mean, you're hiding in garbage to not have <laughs> yeah. garbage fall on you. Not yeah. garbage. There are places for gore. Like I, I'm sure that half of those would be expensive Airbnbs. Uh, but okay, but remember, so Snake or uh, this one Todd, features Todd, 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 three, four, six, five. Todd wakes up, you know, because they're playing with his kid. Are playing with their kid, the family yeah. that took him in Mace and and whatever. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked much about them. He makes, he says, "I made you something," and he grabs the pipe. Yeah, and it's conduit that he made into a case. So it's they're using the trash, obviously, but they're repurposing everything. So I'm wondering what kind because some of the trash, if you look, it's huge pieces yeah. too. So I'm wondering if maybe some of the their dwellings and everything is just 
happenstance. They went and built inside these large pieces of rubbish. Oh, they can make anything in, in this world. They, these guys would be valuable wherever. They might not be soldiers, but they are valuable if they can just get somewhere because they can make anything except for a, a ship to get them off the planet. Because apparently they have welders and forklifts and everything yeah, else. Everything, yeah, it's, <laughs> but uh, no jobs. Like They don't have to do anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> they spend their time in the garden. Like So I'm pretty sure that Mace and his wife just stay in bed <laughs> for the majority of their days. Mace seems to be, he seems to be the intelligent person in the group. He seems to be the wise guy. I don't understand why he's on missions near those wind turrets. Like, I don't think he should be out there at all. Like I was watching, I was like, he needs to be back home making sure everything works. Cause he seems to be the guy that understands. Like he's not the mayor. It's not a frontline guy though. Yeah. He's not the frontline guy, but he is the guy that can assimilate. And that's part of this is assimilating. I think the weird thing, and, and they did it. So they go so strong as they want to show a connection between Kurt Russell's character and Mace's wife. Okay. Yeah. So Mace's wife is real sweet and she's Sandra. To, yeah. Sandra's trying to, which that's the same girl that was in uh, Gladiator, Connie Nielsen. So she's she's a pretty good, she's a really good actress. I think she does a good job. Her job really is mainly to to uh, flirt with Kurt Russell. <laughs> to flirt Kurt Russell, yes. And I mean, Which, there's a lot of that. Uh, she's a Wonder Woman. I remember she's an action star in Wonder Woman. Anyway, yeah, which, Wonder Woman. Which so anyway, I think she does a good job. But yeah, that's part of it. Is is Kurt's character has never been around women they act like he's never had really emotion of ties to anybody so he's around her and she's caring for him because he's been hurt and so they do a lot of that but all of a sudden he has attractions to her but he's yeah, they to- definitely imply that he's attracted to her okay how awkward was the giving of the medicine yeah that was very- that was the worst scene ever it was awkward for me every time he looked at her it was because yeah. i mean she's married they have a happy family and he's he has this very and I, hold on. I hate the, using these words, but like this very uncomfortable male gaze. You know? Yes, yeah. He he does it's look stoic. This is very stoic. <laughs> look, so she has this spoon full of liquid medicine, and she very slowly and shakily moves the spoon towards his mouth. He opens it just a bit, and she awkwardly pours it in his mouth while he's laying down. And then pulls the spoon out, and that's the whole. Yes, <laughs> um, that is unnecessary and awkward. I think what's the thing I don't like about this part is they do everything in their power to make sure we realize that he's going to be attracted to her, and she might be attracted to him. And so, no matter what, they got to kill off her husband. And so, you know that her husband's not going to make it. You, you know, even though. He's probably the best guy in this movie. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but Mace is the best character. Like, he really does want to help people. He is a good guy. He tries to take care of everybody. Yeah, and I felt bad. Man, I felt bad for him. Yeah, and he's got... And I don't think... And and I would say this. I think if he survives, I don't think Kurt's ever going to make a move on that girl. Like, they, I think that's what they set it up to be. But... They killed him off because they were like, man, we want Kurt to have her at the end. Like, But he doesn't... I mean, he, he does, but he doesn't. Yeah, he well, he's got the kid. I think that's what they were trying to imply. I know they're implying like a relationship is coming. Yes, they don't do it, but yeah, but they don't actually put that. Them that was together. set up for the sequel that was coming. Where they yeah. all yeah. So. Now it was pretty obvious because he woke up, she was there, and then he looked at her body. Yes, and they 
Up and down. Up and down. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't even say anything. You're like, you yeah, gotta, she needs to tell her husband. Hey, well, she kind of looks at creepy it. Creepy. It's like, uh, maybe he doesn't need to stay with us at all times. So. That had to be very uncomfortable living situation, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which they were, they have these huge mega houses, but he's really like basically across the room. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah so, Oh, and Mason's wife's been sleep naked in yeah. bed all day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. All Every time. day. All the time. Okay. <laughs> and talk about. <laughs> all right. And I talk don't about see how in the next room. I don't see how there's only like 18 people on that planet. You know, there's they're all. 200, but there's. They're apparently <laughs> bored and don't want. Well, they have anything. a lot of kids. They show a ton of kids. And all those kids were the age they've been born since being there. So, which I never talked about a doctor either. I thought that was very odd. That they would oh, I didn't really think about that. So, especially with that. So, name. there's a snake that jumps into the picture. Yeah, these green snakes apparently have so much poison they can kill women and kids, but not adults, not adult men. Adult men. Right. So, But they show the snake threatening Mace Here's while he's man. sleeping naked with his wife. The snake goes in there and the son. Well, before that. After, afterwards, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, they had an, Todd and I think the son's name is Eric. But Todd and Eric had an encounter with the snake and was told that he was injured when he was young, Eric was injured when he was young from one of the snakes. And so they have this really intense fear and Sandra gets really upset for Todd helping. Is it really Nathan? Why do I think it was Eric? I think it's because it's forgettable. Maybe. I don't think Nate. It's, they call him Nate. Does it Nate? Yeah, that's what okay. they call. It was played, I think. So I need twins. to start that over, but. I just get, yeah, I think we're fine. I mean, if you want to start over, that's fine, but. Well, there's an encounter with. No, we'll just keep going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so his I think name. that's part of it is it's forgettable character. His it, name's Nate, but yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's got about the emotion that that the characters Kurt you does. keep saying Curtly Curtin has, but well, they they sort of match up in that regard because they're both kind of mute. Yes, and I, I mentioned he didn't have very many lines earlier, but Kurt Russell has like 104. Yeah. Does he say 104 words or is it 104 lines? My son watched this with me and I think he said that he felt like it was a lot more, but, and so I don't know. I, I don't think it's 104 I think it's lines. 104 words because he says the same ones over and over. Cause he'll say, yes, sir. He'll say yeah, very simple responses and sir. And so I think a lot of them are redundant. Yeah. Probably you can count all the, all the sirs out. Cause otherwise that'd be 60 of them or sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sir. That's what sir. I'm saying. 104 yeah. different words. Yeah. Besides sir. Yes, okay. But the kid obviously makes noise because Kurt Russell's woken when they're all when the yeah. family's playing and roughhousing and, and wrestling in the living room. But the kid doesn't really speak. But when Kurt Russell sees a snake in the room <laughs> and this child is with him, he pantomimes what to do with this snake. Yeah. Instead of just telling the kid, he takes a boot and starts pounding on the bed looking at the snake and that's supposed to say, Hey kid, grab your boot and smash that snake. Right. And the snake of course jumps at the kid. Kurt Russell catches it, throws it back out and tries to get the kid to smash it with a boot. And then the parents come in and go, what are you going to do? What are you doing? You know, whatever. She's mad. They yeah. kill it. The, the parents kill the snake. They can't believe that Kurt would put well, the kid in danger. That's how they saw. They saw the this is a turning point. Cause this is what turns the, fa- the parents away from him. You're right. And so this is the point where he has to leave and the committee or the community gets together. It is. But let's pause for just a second, because this is an important part of what this movie is trying to teach. Until this moment, I don't think Todd had thought he brought anything to this group. Okay, they were able to function. They're able to do all these things. They they live their life. There was no need for a soldier. And it's here that, that 
that he's able to kind of show what he thinks this kid needs. This kid does not know how to defend himself. This kid's been bitten before. And so he's trying to show the kid, here's how you defend yourself. This is what you have to do to protect people. So I think this is a good scene. Of course, the parents don't see it like that. They say, oh, you're letting our kid be in harm's way. Uh, you know, as I was watching this, my son, I was like, that kid was not in any danger at all. I mean, when he was with that soldier, he was not in danger by any snake. And probably 99% of men ever. That's how tough he is, right? So That's how tough we know him to be. Yes. Now, the family obviously doesn't know that because they know he's a soldier, but they don't know what kind. They and they don't, don't have that level of trust either. Right. And that's their child. I understand that. But, it, it like you said, Chris, it, it gets the the community against him and they basically vote him out and say, look, we have nothing against you, but leave. Well, <laughs> yeah, they say, we'll equip you. We'll give you water. We'll give you a good knife. Let, let's go back for just a second. It wasn't just that. This is what turned the parents against him. The community was against him already. The community was against him because one of the townspeople, it was Jimmy, the pig went to get him because Jimmy, the pig loves the soldier. Todd had saved his life. He's excited. He wants to show that. He's got to think he's going to give him a scarf. Yeah. And he surprises the soldier, which, hey, Jimmy, maybe <laughs> surprising the soldier is not the best thing. Like, hey, I'm here. It's me. You know, something like that. Instead, he surprises. And, and Jimmy and the soldier, Todd, is he's in training right then. He's practicing. He's warming up. This is how he relieves stress. It's very clear that he suffers for some like PTSD yes. symptom. But like you said, he, Ash, he's, he's punching a metal punching bag. Yes. Over and over and over Bleeding. again. Best time to sneak up on a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Insanity. So anyway, he hurts Jimmy. He's about to kill Jimmy until he realizes what's going on. He, he snaps out he, of it. You know, pulls Jimmy back. And the town's like, hey, we they're very cautious. And then and then after this other scene with the snake, they kick him out. They're like, hey, we can't have you here. We, we and, they, and it was really neat how they do this. I'll give credit to Anderson on this. They didn't just kick him out. They're like, you are a friend to us. It doesn't mean we can't meet, but we you can't stay with us because you were you're dangerous to us, and you're you've got stuff going on right now that we can't deal with. And yeah, so how do they, they, they are they, very risk averse. They're yeah, yeah. They say something about not maybe not being compatible with yeah. their community or something. I mean, they were very PC about how he needed yeah. to get out. It yeah. wasn't. Well, I don't, they didn't. It hate wasn't it. insulting. I don't was, think they wanted to anger the soldier. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, but I mean, like you said, they they did a good job. It was look, we just. Don't mesh. We don't want to be enemies, but but we, we can't, can't be, be neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't think it was. I, I think they handled that well. And I don't know if it was being scared of them or not. I think they had seen the the validity that he had brought some of it. I mean, he had saved people's life. He was strong. There was things he could do. But man, it, in their he mind, was too unpredictable. It's too unpredictable. And and now they're scared of the kids getting because not only the kids saw him about to kill Jimmy as well. So there's a lot yeah. of things right there that we're dealing with kids. And in Kurt's mind or the soldier's mind, that's just who he was. He wasn't trying to be dangerous. He was just trying to show him what needs to be done. So so they vote him out, and it seems to me that he got Jimmy's scarf. Yes. Because the next yeah. scene is like, here's your knife. Here's the scarf that Jimmy was trying to give you. Now be gone. And he goes and he walks down the line, which is basically it's a safety line. It's like a tether. Yeah, that they've put because of these bursting winds sneak up that people stay on the line so they don't get blown away. He stays with the line and goes to basically a big culvert. Yeah. And gets in it, builds a fire and starts crying. Was there a fire in there? I thought he had a fire. I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up. But he does. He does. He goes in there and tears start coming down. You can tell he doesn't really understand what it is, what yeah. they are. He's never 
really processed like that before. See, and I don't, I don't see that. I understand that they were raised as soldiers, but the kid's going to cry. Kids well, like he, cry. he touches the tear. He touches the tear, and he's like, "What is this?" You say that, oh, I but, know, but I mean, I grew up with. I, my, I loved him, but my granddad was just never cry. You don't cry. You don't cry. And you know, and I just remember that he grew up in that era where you didn't cry. You it's know? the and, and this is sort Ash, of the epitome, the ultimate masculinity, right? But Unfeelingness. Did you? Cry? I, I never have cried. <laughs> oh, whatever. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A I kid's cried. going to. Yeah, you know? but but I'm telling. But I'm just saying that I think it that if you push them that much, maybe they start hiding it even before they can have the memories. I mean, they were even babies. And so what if that was the point? Part that, of the fear and discipline. Yeah, he, by the time he was three, he'd never cry again. Yeah, it, he, it was hammered out very yeah, early. That's all I'm saying. And so I don't know. So he doesn't even get good and settled in the culvert until Mace is in bed naked with his wife again. And the snake comes in mm-hmm. and starts coming up the bed towards Mace, who apparently they can't kill adult men, which he is. But yes. it's coming towards him. And the son can hear the snake somehow. <laughs> can we pause for a second? We keep sure. saying they are naked in bed. Let, let's just say <laughs> they do have sheets on them. So you do not see them naked. In yeah, bed. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. You don't see it, but you, it's very heavily implied. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think they're silk. <laughs> <laughs> who throws away perfectly good silk sheets they have lots of conversations though. so yes go ahead and finish this over the snakes okay it, they have very touching conversations too so yeah. the boy comes in <laughs> and they all deal with one person todd <laughs> todd yeah. yeah hey let's talk about todd <laughs> so hey can we sit the table for this no <laughs> let's get back to the bed yeah yeah so the kid goes in there because everybody's asleep and the kid wakes up because the snake is slithering too loudly and he pulls the snake off the bed real quick and starts smacking it with a boot. Doesn't pull off the bed. It's still on the bed. He's hitting this thing. Like I was like, Oh yeah. Cause I thought he was more hitting the sense legs to be on the floor and hitting that. But no, he's at hitting first I was bed. like, you're hitting your dad's leg. Where's the snake? I was thinking, you're probably not going to kill it. He's just knocking him into the mattress more. Now he's really mad. <laughs> Which <laughs> by the way, mad snake. I've seen garbage mattresses. Let's just say that. <laughs> They should not have those. <laughs> yeah, those mattresses are great, too. Everything on that planet is so wonderful. But he, he does it, and that's when they're like, oh, my gosh, we did something wrong. We got rid of the guy that's teaching us how to defend ourselves from the only other living thing on this planet. They, they couldn't recognize the <laughs> yeah. And let's never mention the fact that it's green and nothing else is, except but for their little even Even going seedlings. Yeah, I felt like this planet... The whole time, every time they show the planet, they show where Todd's going. I felt like, man, this is a small area. Like y'all basically look like you're on soundstage A and you went to soundstage. You are a. hitting, yeah, you're hitting it, yeah. And so it never feels like they're far away or well, they there's had any like distance. two sets. They did not set up the expansiveness of that planet yes. or that community or or space. It feels like a very closed in movie for some reason, and it really had the opportunity to be something totally different. It did, yeah. It needed something different. Well, and I know it's trash planet, but there needed to be snow trash planet and there need to be desert trash planet. And I'm not saying different planets. I'm just saying different areas of that planet. that Well, man, well, we've got different climates and I get that, but I know nothing about this garbage planet and what it was, but I will say that if you're dumped on a garbage planet, with other people, you're not all going to live in the same house kind of thing. You <laughs> no, know, they're all right separate. there together. Yeah. It, it's almost like dust till dawn caverns, just holes in the side of everybody's stuff, and they just all live together. You have an entire planet of trash to explore. 
the insanity of this planet. Sorry, that's that kills me on this planet. But I you're just, right. They it seems like they only had like two sets yeah, for the planet. It's way too small, especially when you find. I'm like, you couldn't have found a house. Everybody else makes houses here, Kurt. Come on, go find a house instead of this little circle place. You're oh, and so, the, so the mom and dad are like, okay, we made a mistake. Yeah. We shouldn't have kicked him out. Let's go get him. He's a good guy. Well, how are you going to find him? It's an entire planet of garbage. <laughs> so they go looking. So they go, oh, he'll stay near the line. And the he line. walks outside and goes, oh, there he is. <laughs> it's like, he walks down the line because when you show him having to get back, all of a sudden now the planet gets a little bit of distance, but really it's just these huge fields. Yeah. That's it. That's these big fields and everything. I was like, oh, I didn't see those whenever anybody was walking around. So, yeah, it's not, it feels like that was a way too easy for him to find. And they did. They did, What they did was they were limited to a few sound stages and they just kept it that way. And they didn't do That's any. bizarre for 60 million. They didn't do any wide shots really other yeah, than that kills us a few small ones i mean when you're talking in the 90s 60 70 million dollar budget now granted, yeah. 20 of it's kurt but still that leaves a sizable sum yeah to make something look good and that gets to my favorite part that's cheap looking and that's when all of a sudden the other ones come on the planet mm-hmm. and they go they call this is where the real action starts in the this movie. is the action and this is it's been really slow up to this point and a lot of Drama, emotion, and stuff like that, which I did not expect. You were talking about earlier how I thought going into the movie. I didn't watch the trailer, but when I saw the name Soldier and Kurt Russell and what the cover looked like and this post-apocalyptic, and I really thought I was getting into something. And then you're like, well, you see those battle scenes. You see those battle scenes when they do the montage. You're like, oh, there's going to be lots of battles. I know. And then all of a sudden, boom, the movie just stalls. And and then it and becomes, Jimmy has Jimmy has more action than Kurt Russell for two thirds of this movie, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, yeah. So the guys show up, like you said. Yeah, there's the twenty guys who turns out to be forty if you look at how many people actually die, right? <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to. Be, <laughs> I didn't count. Them. Yeah, I counted. It's a lot. It's a lot more than twenty. I immediately was mad because the winning new soldier who yeah. had his eye gouged. And is no longer worth anything but to be the front man to take the first shot. Is put in a machine. He's lead, lead man. He's lead man in a machine, though. So he is taking the least amount of damage or fire and has no depth perception. Yeah. I want to talk about the machines for a minute. Go ahead. Talk about them first. So do you know, I, as soon as I saw, I was kind of impressed with the machines, by the way, as far as like the way they... <laughs> what look 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 wow. I, i'm not impressed i'm not impressed with their firepower <laughs> they look like a lego that my son would use are you kidding did all you see the guy together. standing next hey, to I it i need you to stand you, over here beside you like playing gun. neck warrior didn't you <laughs> did you see the guy standing next to it i saw oh no i don't remember that i just remember where people stand i'm like why are they not inside shooting out of <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah instead of standing on the machine as i they knew when i saw people walking in front of them walking next to it these were real vehicles oh, right yeah, they're real vehicles and when i saw the size of them the people are like you guys can't see my fingers because this is a podcast but they were teeny tiny compared to the size of the machine and i was like whoa how did they make that? Did you say How, whoa? No, I did. I was like, what? How in the world did they make this? There's no way. What did they convert? You know, we were talking about Last Starfighter yeah. and how they custom made the vehicle and things like that. Star car. Yeah. And so I was like, what did they use to make this? Because the, the tire is three times the height of a man. And I was like, this is definitely some kind of converted mining truck. My, it's exactly yeah. what it was. So it was a Caterpillar 777, which are $3 million a piece. Oh, but they're cheap to rent. <laughs> <laughs> I think once you cut them apart 
and then make custom vehicles out of them. You can't return them. But yeah. were they were they cut up? Um, oh yeah, I mean they slaughtered those. There was no beds on them. They were covered. Yeah, but that all can be removed. I don't know. I don't. I didn't read the story behind. Yeah, one like, time, I thought how you were a mechanic. Replaced. I thought you could take stuff apart. I you think, can. You can. <laughs> I think Chris is right though. They had to put a lot of the budget toward those vehicles. Yeah, I, I mean that's an impressive. But amount. they did two of them. Right, and and you're talking custom making the stuff for the vehicles too. So I'm guessing even if they got them on the cheap, they spent millions of dollars so making these they, two vehicles. But they saved on the sound stages. See, <laughs> I thought the ship was better. I thought the ship was more impressive. Just because who stands on a ship? Who stands on a vehicle like that? If you got these huge mega tanks, why would you stand in the open? And my pr- point is proven just the fact that most of them get killed sitting standing on those different things, right? I mean, how many how many does Todd shoot that are up there? And they never hide. <laughs> Yeah, they don't hide. Nobody hides in this. In this yeah. Well, there's no fear. Matter of fact, that's what Todd learned when he landed on this planet: how to hide. Yeah. And so that's how he was going to win. So now it's so they send twenty. They said there's supposed to be twenty. One of the coolest parts of this is about to come up. Is basically they're going to wipe out this village. They're going to kill everybody. They're calling them hostiles. They're they're told by the colonel to send in there and kill them all. And during this time, Todd loses Mace. Mace gets killed. And so Todd has to run back. He ends up killing those three that are sent in. For some reason, they only send three in. They're wanting to train these people, but they're only going to send three in to wipe out the whole village. Like, it's supposed to be a training exercise, but they're not going to use... Well, well Meekum is cocky here. I get very, that. But it's also a garbage planet. They don't <laughs> think it's a military outfit. Firearms aren't thrown away very often. Yeah, but they definitely think they have the jump on these. Yes, yeah, so they're thinking it's unarmed, uncivilized fish in a barrel, trash people. But he has his guys just sit back and do nothing. Like that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Right. At least they, he would have had. Okay, I want y'all cover, circle around the garbage pits, and just watch. But no, there's none of that. It's like you three go. We're not. We're just going to hold back and do nothing. And so those three go. And also now we see why Todd is pretty awesome. Is because he can sneak around and kill them all. Well, now he now. Remember, he's trying to, the colonel's trying to show off yes, these no, Tabusi church is his name. Yes, he's church. trying to prove to church that he can do more with less with these new soldiers. I think oh. that's. A church warns him. He's is like, church a bad guy or a good guy in this movie? That's a, it's a good question. I think he's a bad guy. He's still unethical. So is church, it? he was in charge. no. The colonel is a bad guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Church, who, I think who was in charge of the situation? Church is murdering children in the street. I don't know. I don't know if that was what he told them or he just said, because they were trained just to kill everything. And so Church is just and a he, captain. They never show Church in the training. Right. They were going up. So he's just a captain that's given these men, hey, go fight, take okay. everything. Because he doesn't. I'm not give saying them. he's good. I'm just saying if, if we have one side on that side, because he keeps saying, why are you doing these to my men? These are good men. Like, he defends them. He tries He definitely to values the lives. He does. Lives of the men. But, but I mean, also, you can't go that far into a process, into the project of these super soldiers, even the first crew, and not know that you're breaking ethical boundaries. No, wait a minute. Because remember, they said, we're going to do, on this planet, it's supposed to be abandoned. And he says, but what if we come into contact yeah. with others? And they said, well, then we can classify them as hostiles because they're not supposed to be there. And we can kill them. And he says they're hostile just for being there. That He has shot. more morals than Meekum. Right. Sure. And if you look, church and colonel, even at the very beginning when the new ones versus the bad ones hanging from chains, neither one of them can give direct orders 
to the soldiers because they weren't involved in the training. They always say, hey, have them do this. Yeah. Hey, have them do that. And they tell another guy who is involved in the training to give them the order. So I don't think that. Sort of like dog training, like they have a handler. Right. Yeah. So church was given a brigade platoon, whatever you want to call yeah. their 20 men of super soldiers, but he wasn't involved in the training and he's not necessarily the one giving the direct orders. So as far as killing in the streets, I don't know that that can be directly because he does seem like he's got more morals and he's pretty shocked. He's pretty disgusted by going in there and just killing these civilians he, just for being there. He still doesn't speak up. He, I, I don't have any. Well, to well go he can't. the only thing I would say to that is we don't see also when it comes to that, we see confirmed kills, but we don't ever see them talking about how many did they kill that were civilians. They don't say that. It just right. says hostels and everything. And as many words as they say, which they don't say anything, you know, in their mind, those soldiers might not even talk about civilians. Like they don't think about, does that make sense? And so they get back and they're not, they're just saying, yeah, I killed this many soldiers. And then they keep going. They're not talking. Right. Cause yeah, they so don't mean anything. Those, those men, those civilians didn't mean anything. They were trained to basically shoot through the innocents to get to the bad guy. Yeah. Their, their goal is to kill the bad guy, but that was in the training. So he was given this. We don't know if he had a, a choice in the matter. I mean, the military is pretty much, they don't care what you think. I don't know. Now, I, I wrote him off. I would say this. If Church wasn't such a likable character in this movie, at least to me, just because he's over the top and he's always telling stories about his daddy. What does he say about the hammer? My daddy says, you yeah, got all these tools and, and just use the hammer. You know, it was basically. Yeah, why have all these tools if a hammer will do? Just yeah, use just a hammer. Hit it with a hammer and just get take care of it, which is part of it. After the three get killed up here in this one scene, Church tells the colonel is like, hey, just step back and just destroy it. Why do all these things? And so, why are you taking risks? Yeah, why are you taking these risks? And, uh, and of course, the colonel again is over the top and he's arrogant and he mm -hmm. wants to prove everything. So, this brings us to me a really cool part of the movie. And, uh, and the girl really doesn't get it. They've seen how Todd acts at all times, like, they really see how Todd acts. And all of a sudden, they see Todd just loading up. Like, those guys haven't come in yet. There's 17 going to come after him, which turns out to be like 30. This um, is your hitman moment. This is where he yeah. This is where he just goes off up and paints this, his face. Yeah, he's painting his face. He's loading up all the guns, and and the lady who's she's lost her husband. She comes to him and she's like, you know, what are you doing? We can fight. Teach us how to fight. And he's like, and he doesn't say we don't have time for that. He's like, she says, what about us? And she goes, soldiers deserve soldiers, sir. It was basically saying I didn't think he was saying they're worthless. I thought he, what he's saying was, you guys can't win. There's the only person that can win is me. And so I'm not going to waste you guys. Like, I thought that was what he was really trying to say. Yeah, I felt that way too. Right. He's not like, like they need soldiers to take soldiers. Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. They deserve soldiers. They, that's what the, and so I think it was a cool line. And, uh, and then she says, what are you going to do? You know? And of course this is just to give you the line of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to kill them all, sir. Like, and yeah. And he says it with such conviction that you're like, Oh, I know yep, how the movie's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt and everything. And so, so this happens, and there's so many. This to me is is the moment. Like we saw him kill the other three, and that was really cool. How they killed those three, right? I mean, he just he blows up one with a rocket, comes down his uh, knife, cuts one. I mean, he kills all three of them, just awesome. I think he there were some one real nineties effects there. Yeah, but it felt cool. It was interesting. Nineties Rambo. <laughs> and so here now he's gonna fight these other ones, all of them, in this battle, and that was the most lame. Yep. Fight. There he is. is when he kills everybody but Kane. Kane, yeah. That's so right. Kane's the main guy. He's got we talk about with the eye. All the other ones, he just goes in there and just kills them in these crazy ways. I think he stays underwater for like seven minutes at one point. You know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. one scene. You're like, how long is he going to be underwater? 
And so, but that really, was definitely the Rambo moment. Yeah, but <laughs> they're always in the open. He's sitting there. They have another Rambo moment because he's standing in the darkness, and that one guy walks by him, and he just reaches out and stabs somebody. So he ends up killing all these guys. I found that bizarre. Yeah, these soldiers are like great at hand to hand, right? Yeah, and they don't even get a lick hardly. There's one where he's he's tied up a gun to a dummy. <laughs> he's just pulling the trigger on another location, and he kills like four guys with that. Like you couldn't hide or move to the right or left well, and miss that. Now stormtroopers are highly trained. <laughs> yeah, they. Okay, I think stormtroopers are better strategists than these guys. But, but they did awful. have the uh, the Gatling gun. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a, a Rambo type deal. But uh, apparently, Kane was the only good new super soldier. True. He was the only one that's worth anything. Well, he ran fast. So anyway, they, he also doesn't they, recognize his voice. There's a part where they said there's going to be 20 of them. They kill. Well, I try to count it. I think I end up with 30 before I can just stop counting. And so they kill way more than there really are just to have these moments where they just shoot people. And so now he's got to go after Kane. And I guess Kane was the only one in his vehicle to keep going. Like they left everybody back. Was that it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Kane was the only one in his vehicle, which makes no sense. And then Todd no commandeers the other one. Yes. This and other then comes up behind vehicle. him or comes yeah, up right. on his side. Yeah. And wrecks it. And then just, yeah, he just nails him, T bones him and flips him over. Moved to, what does he say? Moved to sector Z. And he's like, Affirmative moving to sector C and just keeps driving straight. No, he tells him to come to nine. He's talking about nine o'clock. So come to my side and also shoot at the compound, which is called Arcadia. Oh, is that right? I did not know what the town was called. I think it's called Acadia or Arcadia or something like that. Why would it have a name? I don't know. So nobody in that movie knows what that town's called, Chris. You were the only one that knows what that. I probably called. heard that on a review or something. I don't remember. So, but instead of just parking next to him and then shooting at the compound as well, he t-bones him. But on his way there, they're in constant radio communication, and Kane has no idea. Well, they all sound the same. Oh well, actually, no. You know what? I take that back because I mean, their first meeting. They didn't talk. They just climb a chain and punch each other and rip each other's eyes out. So I guess, no, he wouldn't know his voice. So, Well, anyway, that's to all to just to get to this one spot scene where those two are going to fight head on to battle each other. Well, Todd thinks he's got away. Oh, that's right. He thinks Kane he is thinks dead, dead. And he moves on to the to help everybody. Now, Which I thought was a cool and, scene. Because and at that point, they start setting up the – they start sending out the old soldiers to set up the device. Yeah, they're going to blow up the planet and get out of there. Mm-hmm which I don't understand how that's not going to come back and bite them. Like who set off a bomb to blow up a whole planet? It's so. like, where are we going to take our trash? Yeah. To? <laughs> now <laughs> planet killer. <laughs> this movie is just over an hour and a half long, right? Yes. Yeah. That fight scene with all these soldiers dying was what? Like 10 minutes. I think it was a little bit longer. Yeah, probably much. a little it's bit. It's probably longer. ten or fifteen for the that, and then it's probably it might be just ten, but then it's probably God, what? Man, it's not. It's probably much. eight minutes for this battle, this fight, final fight scene. It is not much though for a movie called Soldier. Oh, you're right. I mean, oh yeah. yeah, most of the movie takes yeah. place them learning to deal with planet trash. I mean, that's pretty much what they do, and that's what I was saying about Anderson taking away from this film. It's like I think he went, yeah, I shouldn't have done all that. It should have been much more action. And then his later career, he just said, let's, let's action it up, you know? Yeah. And I've seen Resident Evils and they do not. I mean, it is all, they don't let up. It's just action, action, action. Yeah. So no, I think you're right on that. So, 
So anyway, look, we, we can tell you the end, but basically, yeah, he survives. They go to another planet. <laughs> the The colonel pees on himself. I mean, that's that pretty much all the yeah. things, and then the colonel dies. I mean, Todd becomes a more human. He picks up a child. And he smiles. picks up the child, and all the other soldiers look at him like he's crazy. Yeah, they they're like, "What are you it. doing?" Yeah, you know, you know. So, but but, but you but, can tell he's getting a little bit. And basically, the ending is setting it up that they're going to go to this planet with the survivors of the village. You know, and they're going to live in peace there. And it's going to be good. In that To clarify, they're going to get in the ship yes. that the colonel arrived on with the decommissioned soldiers who are now backed Todd. And Without they, pause. They have no... I mean, the moment Todd's there, they're like, we're under Todd's command. Like, yeah, they're, they're serving even, Todd. Yeah, yeah, Todd's now in command. Like, they don't... Yeah, so and he ahead. does take that role. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he takes that role as leader and gets the trash village on the plane or on the ship, and they're going to another planet to... I guess start over or yeah. go home or whatever, but they leave. The planet explodes behind them with all that trash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <sighs> so, okay. So, that, so let's, let's do ratings and just talk about this. And so Scott, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see. We like you, Scott Brody. What do you think? Soldier was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it? Full of at a nine garbage people. Oh man, I feel dumber having watched it. Uh, three, three. Okay. I give it a three. Because I mean, it anything could. last to say about it? But <laughs> oh, I think it's been said. Do you think? I have a question. Do you think that if you went into this film, maybe a woman or someone who was would enjoy more of the emotional, speechless drama? Do you think someone could enjoy this film that isn't you? Well, now I'm not an action freak. I like intellectual movies. I like movies that cause you to think. And this one, to me, didn't. Yeah. That's kind of the the takeaway is if you're going to be an action movie, be an action movie. But if you're not, bring something else. Right. It, it did seem very just sort of cliche, predictable. Yeah, it wasn't much. I mean, there's a reason they didn't cover Kurt Russell's fee for the movie at the box office. I, th- I think if you're going to talk about that, I think look at the movie Enemy at the Gates. That's that sniper movie. Mm-hmm. I think you could look at that and it could do what this movie was trying to do. To look at the humanity of man, what do you lose? And then look at what it means to be a soldier and what that. And, and I think you could cover all that. And so I, I think that's a hard movie to make. I'm not disagreeing, but I think this is trying to do too many things. It seems like this would be more of a TV miniseries or something and they might have been able to go more into it but yeah you're right I, my wife had no desire at all to see this i couldn't talk her into it. i was like yeah most of it's not action she's like i don't care like she did not want to see this and stuff. <laughs> my son he liked it he enjoyed it he thought it was great so i heard but, it was marketed toward teenagers let's see that well maybe i think they did a disservice to the movie by having kurt russell try to maintain no facial expression hmm. Hmm. yeah i think that there could have been more what do you give it Chris, um, I give this film a five. Ooh, big spender. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, I unless you really can be forgiving in this film, you know, I don't think it was abysmal, and I somewhat enjoyed it. But I wouldn't watch it again, and I wouldn't recommend that you spend much time watching it either. And <laughs> don't pay for it for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, if you can get it for free. Maybe you can give it a try out that way. You can always. I just had to spend three dollars. I want it. I'm going to be like the <laughs> newspaper boy. I want my two dollars. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have to spend any money, you can give it a try. I think it's riding that line where you might enjoy it, but be prepared. It's not full of action. It is a story that is not well told either. 
I think for me, I would watch this movie. Uh, I'd probably see it again. There'll be time in my future that I'll watch it again. So I don't, I don't hate this movie. I, I don't think it's a great movie. It's one of those movies. I think they could have done so much things. that would have made this a wonderful movie. If they, they had changed certain things like the storyline and the actors. I also didn't like the soundtrack either. And I, <laughs> yeah. I always pay attention. Was, to I don't show. remember. The, I'm guessing it was just the score on this one. I it was it. just a score. Yeah, and it so, was very forgettable. Very. So, and I think scores really can, we, we can talk about that later, but I think scores can make a difference and everything. I give it a six and, and wow, I know, I know it's really tough. It's not, look, I haven't given anything on this thing wow. lower than a seven yet. So this is my first six anyway, but I do find enjoyment in it. I, I, I like Kurt Russell and look, honestly, that six is because of Kurt Russell. And I thought he did a great job. I really so, did. I know, I don't, I know Brody, th- <laughs> I know Brody thinks <laughs> uh, he phoned it in. That he phoned it, but I I feel like he he carried what was left of that film. I felt like so many action movies in the 80s and 90s, they they do phone it in. And it just, like, you look at Schwarzenegger Commando, it's just a bunch of one-liners. And I felt like in this one, he really doesn't get a a full line out. He doesn't have a lot of lines. But you know, that you bringing that up actually is a good point because there are so many other films out there that around this time, even that were worse than this film that did better. Yes. And I, we didn't even look at that, but yes, I, I just feel like it's, it's totally unfair just to, to throw this under Kurt Russell. I don't think this is Kurt Russell's fault. I know he did get hurt, but this isn't Kurt Russell's fault. And I don't think it's helped his career. I think it hurt his career in certain ways. I don't know if he ever made 20 million again on another film. No, wait a minute. Now that's not the takeaway I'm trying to give. I'm not saying it's his fault. It's obviously the movie's fault. I just think the way they had, Kurt Russell play his part in this movie right. was a bad idea from the start. Yeah, he played it the way they wanted, but you're saying the way they set it up, their expectations were. Yeah, I mean, they you could have used anybody because they didn't. They didn't use any of his talents mm-hmm. in this one. See, and I would disagree. I think Kurt Russell the, playing it this way, this is the way it was meant to be played. I think he did a really good job because if you look at all the Kurt Russell, I mean, you got Kurt Russell, you got Big Trouble in Little China, you got Kurt Russell, That's one Snake Plissken, all these movies. He is emotional. He is a confident, cocky, smart, like hilarious. I haven't seen a lot of them. In this ones. movie, he is one thing, and he has to do that, and he's trying to build out emotions. I think he was trying to really be to be a good actor, and doing that with his eyes was mm-hmm. very, very impressive. So we'll uh, we'll just disagree. That's why I give it a six. I know that was a lot and everything. So do I recommend you watch it? Uh, I recommend maybe if you've got your teenage boy and they want to watch it with you, like that might be fun. If you're a girl, you probably are not going to enjoy this movie. I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I just can't see it. My wife hated it, and so I think most most people are not going to want to yeah. see this. Did we go so. over the, the the number? I know we said the budget was between 60 or 70, but 14.6 million yeah. and an average of 3.3 weeks in the theater. Yeah. It so just totally it tanked. Did. Yeah. It was a big It was a huge loss. It made 20% of its budget back. It's got a 13%, I think, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and a 42 or 44 audience score. So it's just almost split right down the middle. Well, I mean, a lot of, some people like it, right? Well, I was going to say it's six on uh, IMDb, like 6.0 mm-hmm. out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. So a lot of people that watch it, of course, most people are watching it are people that remember it came out. They want to watch it. There's a lot of nostalgia. So Yeah, yeah. nostalgia. So yeah, so I don't know. If you want to watch it, go watch it. Uh, if you want to see Kurt Russell's performance, I think it's worth it. Which brings us to our last point tonight, our next movie. Brody is actually bringing our next movie, a movie that I have not seen and for sure Chris has not seen. So Brody, you want to tell us what the movie is going to be? Tank Girl. Tank Girl. Tank Girl. This is a comic book based movie. My wife and I. We're 
I like this one. All right. This is from the 90s. I think it was the late 90s or maybe mid 90s. I think it's so. mid. So, I'll have to look it up. But anyway, so that's our next movie is Tank Girl. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a movie I have not seen. So I don't have a. I remember <laughs> when this movie came out and I remember it being a theater. I've seen like just clips of it. Not much. So very, very <laughs> excited about it. You feel, you feel like this is a hidden gem? I, I think for. I mean, for you, you know, everybody's different. But Yeah. Now, it's never going to be a blockbuster hit. Right. But what can we say what year this was made or I well can, trying to figure it out? Hold on, I'll tell you. Uh, Tank Girl 1995. Okay, yeah, mid 90s. So, oh, last point I heard they held on to this script, uh, for like over 10 years. It was written in the 80s. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they rewrote, you know, to modernize. Uh, yeah, because the guy that wrote the script also, and I, we forgot about this, uh, David but, Peoples wrote Unforgiven, mm-hmm. which is insane if you look at this movie and unforgiven those are two different i don't know i don't Isn't know that what, that what is. he wrote the yeah, west david let's see david webb people yeah i'm pretty sure he wrote this so which that's unforgiven is one of clint eastwood's best westerns yeah. but he they held on to the yeah. script for like 10 years before they ever made the movie he's mm. known for unforgiven blade runner so it was an 80s Monkeys. 80s script God, that's crazy that is yeah that's a lot of stuff so Still anyway doing stuff thank y'all for joining us at the real round table Hopefully you had a good time. I know this was a very different one when all three of us were kind of bashing this movie completely, but uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you.